everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Drucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 54. You're gonna get wet. Trust the Trail is sponsored by Blueberry Hosting. If you're looking for cloud service to host your own podcast, look no further than blueberry.com. That's B L U B R R Y.com and get one free month just by listening to our podcast. Just type in Trust the Trail in the promo code, or you can link on our banner, which is on the Trust the Trail podcast page. There's a famous quote, some people walk in the rain, others just get wet. On this episode, we talk all about rain gear, what defines waterproof, how to compare all the different rain gear options out there, and how to choose what's right for you. In the end, we reveal the only thing that is truly waterproof, and it's definitely something you don't want to leave home without. Yeah, absolutely. So we get this question a lot when we teach our backpacking bootcamp class, and that typically is, what happens if it rains? <laughs> it's, it's, and, I really, I, I love that question because it's the most obvious answer is. Right. You're going to get wet. Yep. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's the degree then of being uncomfortable and comfortable in the rain and the degree of how much you're going to get wet versus how much are you going to try to stay dry or get as dry as you can without being soaking wet. Um, and that's the big gear question. So it usually is, you know, uh, am I going to get wet? Yes, you are. Okay. What's the best rain jacket to get? <laughs> so we get that question all the time. Yeah, so I mean, it's it really boils down to like what is waterproof? What def, what def, what makes it waterproof? What defines waterproof? And there's so many technical aspects that go into that question alone. So we just kind of are going to review some the, the technical aspects so you understand what you're reading on the tags when you go to buy your stuff. So believe it or not. 100% waterproof fabric does not exist. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's called rubber. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, yeah, and that's, I think that's the biggest myth is like yeah. there is no such thing as complete waterproof gear. True. In, in the hiking world, anyway. True. I, I mean, with, with enough saturation and pressure, water is going to pass through almost, almost anything. Um, so really it's like all fabrics truly need to be defined as water resistant or water repellent. Um, cause, because the, the fabrics that you're going to be using when said hiking or doing outdoor activities are, are never going to be actually waterproof, despite the fact that the label reads waterproof. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, so to be categorized as actual waterproof, the, the material itself has to be a higher level to be able to withstand the, the, the water pressure that, that's occurring. 
Um, and it's really a combination of, of fabrics with like different membranes and different coatings that kind of make it such. Um, so you're either looking at maybe like a, you know, a waterproof material um, that's been treated with like mil membranes or, you know, a coating of sort. Um, or like such as like a breathable laminate or a, right. a PVC yep. kind of situation here. Um, so really for the sake of backpacking and outdoor activities, hiking, stuff like that, there is no such thing as waterproof. Yeah. So even if you take like the, the typical, if you think of the, the stereotypical like sailor, you know, that's got the yellow rain jacket on with the like goofy looking rain hat, right? It's the yellow, <laughs> it's the yellow. Paddington he, bear. Yeah, and he's out there <laughs> in the seas and he's going, Arr, you know, and he's, he's you know, doing all that stuff out on the end. It's, you know, the wind is blowing, the rain is blowing. Okay, that is, that comes pretty close to waterproof <laughs> because it's made out of PVC plastic. However, it's still, if you notice that, if you've ever seen one of those, they still have like buttons on it or buckles and the buckles are totally going to seep water through. I mean, there's just big holes in that thing <laughs> for the button. So it's not seam sealed at all. So, and I, I've never seen anybody in the outdoors actually wore, wear a, um, like a fisherman's water, <laughs> like a water suit out on the trail. And First of all, you die of heat stroke. Right. Which we'll <laughs> talk about in the, the later half of the podcast but the, so that'd true. be really funny though it'd be very that, uncomfortable oh man you, you would sweat oh my god <laughs> absolutely so the really so let, let's get kind of get down to the basic there's there's really two kinds of ratings when it comes to water resistant or rain jacket or outdoor rain resistant apparel. Okay, there's two kinds of ratings. One is the pounds per square inch that fabric can take. The other one is millimeters per 24 hours. And that's important to remember. It's mm forward slash 24. And then there'll be a number after that. And that's millimeters forward slash 24. Or PSI. So let's talk about the PSI first. So for most fabrics, you'll see that they can withstand about three to five PSI of water. That's pounds per square inch, which is fine for like a brief light rain or rain shower. Gore-Tex, which we're going to talk a lot about, can withstand about 40 PSI. Of water pressure so 40 psi of water pressure is about the equivalent so everyone that um you have a water regulator in your house um so when the city water comes in it has to regulate the water pressure and usually regulates it to about 40 psi so that would be the equivalent of someone taking a garden hose and spraying you <laughs> with <laughs> with the garden hose you know for, you know, and that's about 40 PSI of water pressure that, hitting you. That actually brings back a lot of really good memories right water now. Water fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. it's like today it was kind of warm here in Atlanta. I could have used a little bit of hosing down. 
So the higher the rating on that jacket is necessary if you're going to be like, you know, hiking in the Amazon rainforest in torrential downpour, okay? The other one is the MM forward slash 24. That's the millimeters per 20 or 24. So what that is, is that that is the rainfall of fabric can withstand in a single day. So like a 10,000 mm or 10,000 millimeter waterproof rating means the garment can withstand 10,000 millimeters of rainfall in a single day without letting moisture in. So I'm going to let you convert that millimeter to gallons for homework. <laughs> so you can just Google that and there's a conversion right on that, just millimeters to gallons. And you'll see what... 10,000 millimeters of water is in gallons and you'll be pretty shocked, but that's going to happen for the whole day, right? So that's when your, your, uh, rain jacket starts getting compromised. Okay. And it takes a while. So for example, again, using the Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex, uh, example, Gore-Tex rating is 28,000 millimeters or 28,000 mm per 24. Okay, I'll let you do the math on that. So, so after you look at that, you just look at, okay, well, it looks like Gore-Tex may be, you know, doing pretty well right now, okay? Well, then the next thing you look at when you're looking at rain jackets is you're gonna look at the stitching. And that's really when you start getting in the difference between a rain piece of gear and a quality piece of rain gear. So, the stitching makes all the difference in how the zipper works and how, you know, the, the rain jacket or rain gear actually starts surrounding your body and actually starts tightening up around your body, right? Does it have elastic sleeves? Does it have button sleeves? Does it have an elastic rain hood? Does it even have a rain hood? And what's the zipper like? What is that made out of? So there's a difference between needle stitched seams and welded seams and that's really super important to remember because needle stitch seams are just they, they create thousands and thousands of small little holes that allow water to sneak inside it's stitching okay it's stitching welded seams are bonded using heat and pressure and it doesn't create any holes in the material whatsoever so right away you're gonna really you want to look for the welded seems okay um and, and that's gonna bring in a cost difference to oh, you absolutely <laughs> absolutely but you know it's it goes back to the question you know where are you going you know uh we, you know preparing for a general sense of the weather and you know if, you, if if you're looking into this ahead of time you know what you can get away with yeah, and then in the, in the crazy part of it is that after you look at, okay, well, what's the seam seal? Is it stitched or is it welded? Then there are two levels of that seal. It's usually called critical seam sealed and fully seam sealed. So critical is just usually the upper body. Okay, that's usually going to be your front zipper. And then they're like, okay, that's good enough. Fully seam sealed is every seamed every single part of that exposure of, of the outdoor elements of, of rain, right, is going to be is going to be sealed. So if there's any kind of like a, 
uh, meat in the fabric, it's going to be it's going to be welded or it's going to be seam sealed. A hood again, usually like in your hood, you'll see like a sometimes you'll see a seam seal that goes right up on top of the hood. Um, there shouldn't be a seam seal there. I've seen a lot of jackets that do, um, and so that should be one piece of fabric. But but look at how the jacket is that. You know, look for that seam seal. Make sure you know what the difference is between welded and stitched. That's that that's hugely usually important, and that's usually going to be a price point difference for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is also kind of the new debate. Um, you know, kind of going off the topic from like rain gear itself, but the new debate with all of these new backpacks that are coming out, like the Cuban fiber, and they're saying, oh, they're waterproof. No. You know, um, I don't need to use a, um, you know, I don't need to use a uh, rain cover with them. And, and this is the whole debate while I was on the AT this last spring is technically, yes, but they're not seam sealed. No, they're needle stitched. Yes. <laughs> and so there's a compromise in the stitch. And so it's the little differences like that. When you're in a light rain or traveling from point A to point B for a short duration of time in moist conditions, that may not be an issue. Um, but in the case that you're exposed to extreme levels of moisture, and obviously pressure, which we we're learning. Yep. That's where you get it. Now, I'm not even going to go into the whole debate, put a trash bag inside or not, because we're talking about rain gear today. Um, but it's a similar instance with the sealing of yeah. the material. Yeah, absolutely. So you'll see a lot of um, rain jackets, for example, that may be seam sealed in the front zipper they'll even have a flap over it or sometimes it's needle stitch and they have a flap over it and you think ah it's protected because it has a flap over it but then the pockets are needle stitch and they don't have a flap so you know those are all it's the little tiny things in your rain gear it's the little tiny things that are going to really make all the difference in in rain gear and of course there's different fabrics then yeah, I mean, there's basically, there's two general types of, uh, air quotes, waterproof <laughs> <laughs> fabrics. <laughs> um, there's there's non-breathable, and then there's breathable fabrics. Um, so to, to kind of break it down, the non-breathable, that is going to be your fisherman. Yeah, that's the yellow fisherman <laughs> outfit. That's the best, best example I get. He's standing in front of the ship's wheel. You, I think he's a photograph, probably, right? Everybody probably has you like guys, this like, yeah, image. Yeah, you have to know that right image. He's, sitting, he's standing in front of the, and, and water's just pelting him. That's the non breathable guy. So, I mean, your, your non breathable um, fabrics it's more your Gore-Tex. It's more like your fisherman type of material. But they're they're pretty much used for more low intensity or more inactive, um, you know, movement of your body um, in, in very extreme weather conditions. Yeah, so like you pull up to the grocery store, you're getting out of your car, it's pouring rain, like it's monsoon. But you're not really an outdoors person. You just need to get from your car door to the front of the grocery store and not get wet. 
that's usually gonna be your non-breathable rain jacket that you buy at any store. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to offer you more protection, like high intensity um, weather protection um, because they don't, you know, they, they are more along the waterproof line because they are made out of a PVC coated and rarely um, do they have like pit zips or anything anything like that. but the downside to that is that they're not going to let any of your body heat your internal moisture vapor to escape out of it and so with any activity level you're you're creating moisture inside of this waterproof right. shell and then all of a sudden you are wet so that's kind of where the non-breathable comes in then you have breathable fabrics um and these honestly these are the best these are the best fabrics to look for for you know high intensity workouts um for 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 backpacking for hiking for you know being out outdoors moving a lot um yeah so like i mean if you're going to be active outdoors you're going to be perspiring you know you're going to be getting you're going to be hot so your core body temperature is going to go up the last thing you want is your body core temperature to raise so much you start sweating inside now i can tell you from experience um, when I climbed up Mount Washington in winter, it was very bad weather. It was snowing. We had sleet. We had like this slushy rain. And I had bought, um, I had, I had bought a pretty good rain jacket, but it was a non-breathable rain jacket and it didn't have any pit zips. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time I got up to Mount Washington, which was a six hour day, um, I was soaking wet on the inside i might as well just hiked up there without my rain jacket well the only thing at that point that that's offering you obviously you're wet internally well, not internally but inside of that core you know between the shell of the jacket and your body the only thing you're offering yourself for for safety protection at that point is resistant to wind absolutely which is where your body temperature with wetness will drop absolutely to that extreme level. And, and that's why there's a, there's always variations in your choice of jacket which we're going to talk about that in a minute but i'll give you another example of a non-breathable but breathable jacket the fabric is non-breathable but the jacket is breathable, and that's the marmot, marmot precept. So the marmot precept is a non-breathable jacket. However, it's got huge armpit zips. So you lift up your arms, and it's got zippers underneath your armpits. And so you can zip those uh, down and let all your body heat. And the tech, or the, the concept behind that is that, well, when you're hiking and it's pouring rain, the rain isn't going to come up into your armpit, so you know you you're, you can re- you can stay relatively dry and let all that heat escape your your body. And so, if you are looking th- now, the benefit of that too of the non-breathable rain jacket is that it is a awesome windbreaker. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so that's one of the things that you have to consider when looking for rain jacket. Like, okay, yeah, I might be hiking in rain. And most of my hike, let's say throughout my, you know, my what, whether you're you're backpacking or you're hiking, if you're going outdoors all the time, um, it's a small percentage that you're going to encounter rain, but a larger percentage you're going to be getting wind. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's part of the four layering system, um, three, four layering system. And in winter. Exactly. And having, you know, we always talk about multi-use your gear and it's so imperative multi-use your gear. Well, for us, we have always preferred the Marmot Precept, which was funny because we both preferred it before we had even met. And the reason we like it is because it is more along the lines of that non-breathable, which is such an incredible windbreaker. But the pit zips make it but breathable. It makes it to where you can right. really do an intense workout, but breathe at the same yeah, time. And I have mixed feelings about the Marmot Precept. I don't think it lasts very long. The fabric on the inside, the coating on the fa- on the inside, it doesn't last a long time. Um, you know, so I go back and forth beat, you know, I go but back and forth of, day, of it, but, what. but for our, but, but when you're looking for where you're going to go most of the time, where you're going to be most of the time, um, it kind of, it, it, it's back and forth, you know, it's back and forth, but that's just one of the things, you know, you, you, you take in consideration as far as breathable and non-breathable. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. One allows your heat to escape. The other doesn't does not allow moisture to escape your body at all. So, uh, you know, a fabric's breathability is, is pretty much measured in how many grams of moisture can pass through a square meter um, of material, you know, in a, given, in a given moment. So the higher the rating, the more breathable the fabric. So that's something to look at when you're looking at purchasing and reading specs on um, these things that you're looking for, um, and, and and the fabrics can vary. So that so breathable fabrics like, and there are nylon breathable fabrics. So so, um, let me give you an example of this. So we 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 tarp tent. We and you guys, if you've been listening to our podcast, um, you know we sleep on our tarp, right? So the Sil Nylon Equinox tarp is a breathable nylon tarp and so you say well if it's breathable that you know that you know do you get wet no <laughs> we don't get wet because the the holes in that nylon are so small it doesn't let water penetrate the nylon even though it's breathable now how do i know it's breathable because if you did take a garden hose and you went right up to the tarp and you spray the tarp, and I was in the tarp, and I put my face on the near, other yeah. near the other side. I can like right feel water it. mist. Yeah, I can feel water mist on my face. So that is the difference between breathable material, because you know it, it's going to let vapor in and out on a very very tiny small molecule, but you will be able to breathe. The question, of course, is. When you're sweating so much, is that still enough to let your body heat out and keep you dry? That's 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 a big debate. Yeah, I mean, if you if you think about it, fabrics are made. You know, fabrics are 
are are made and and kind of hand built to make it like into a super fabric in a sense um so waterproof materials and fabrics they they all have these certain level of like membranes within the fabrics that that are these like kind of microscopic pores and it's kind of by the square inch and how many they have and you know a water droplet is so big and I mean it obviously that varies but it's only so big so if you think about it your material has to sh shrink in its pore size per square inch to be able to be a higher level such as Gore-Tex versus a less um, fused together right. membrane source that becomes a little bit more like okay we can allow some of this water to right. pass through and that's just kind of a general way of looking at yeah it. yeah absolutely um and so it really kind of it really falls back on um it, it it falls back on a couple different things it's like you know i would probably depending on where i was and the humidity level of that area of where i was going to be spending time hiking backpacking um would sometimes go with a breathable rain jacket but then almost not wear anything underneath that layer because it it just depends on you know like how much activity i'm going to do how much heat exertion i'm going to go be you know how much i'm going to sweat what's the temperature um and and then look at wind conditions it's not uncommon sometimes to have two different kinds of rain jackets. No, it's not. I I have two different types of rain yeah. jacket, and it and it. It's not uncommon at all, it, and 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 so we we. It boils down to the three questions that you guys, as does. listeners, probably could repeat with us. Probably. <laughs> so, but I I think you know when it comes to like, well, what's the best? Um, we want to do this podcast to tell you first of all, there is no best. There is no single best rain jacket. Um, it's a matter of then, you know, what your what your preferences and how you hike. Are you um, are you a hot hiker? And when I say that, I mean like, do you do you produce a lot of body heat? Do you sweat a lot? Yeah, because everybody everybody's body reacts differently. It's completely with, differently. You know, with. Um, you know, with activity level yeah. and some people's bodies work harder to achieve the same result as another person. And how frequently are you stopping? How are you pushing through? Like there's just so many variables. There's a lot of variables. And that's one of the things we wanted to really emphasize to you guys is that there's, there's not one single um, template that you can say, Oh, well, this is the best rain jacket to get. It's usually going to be what are the conditions? Where am I? And, 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 and there's a lot of variable. So <clears throat> real quickly, let me I'm going to give you guys a margin to look for when if you're going to if you are going to be doing a lot of hiking, if you're going to be active in the outdoors. And I'm talking about like kayaking doesn't make it like rock climbing doesn't make any difference. If you are active in the outdoors, hiking, backpacking makes makes no difference right we talked about the millimeter okay slash 24 remember that okay you want to look for between a 15th 
and 20,000 millimeter rating. And that's, that's going to be excellent protection for almost all activities in moderate rain, snow, and wind. Moderate snow, rain, and wind. And for most of the time, that's where that's what we deal with in the outdoors. If you're going to go with and, and every once in a while intermittent heavy rain, if if you were if if you're going to go on a through hike, and this would only pertain probably in um, in the southeast on the Appalachian Trail, um, I would probably, probably during like heavy winter. I'd probably look at a breathable type Gore-Tex material with zips to let the body heat in only because you're on the ridgeline. And most of the time you're going to be dealing with wind and extreme weather conditions. I and it's totally agree. And the thing is, it's unpredictable weather yeah. conditions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on the Pacific Crest Trail, it's a completely different heat. You don't have that really super high humidity. So then I, 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 th I think you're dealing with um, snow, but it's not that wet snow. It's that dry snow. Um, you're going to be in high elevations. I would probably then still look at your 15 to 20,000 millimeter jacket. You're probably not going to encounter the, the type of rainforest. And, the, and the, the Great Smoky Mountains is a, technically a rainforest. Yeah. Um, they get 90 in, they, on average they get 90 inches of rain <laughs> per year. So so it's a different element. So again, work backwards. Yeah. Always. So when you're looking for rain gear, work backwards. Where am I going to go? How long am I going to be there? And is weight important to me? I wonder how many people knew that already. So <laughs> So that if was I was question. if I if I said to Ariane, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, um, spend three months on the Appalachian Trail. Okay, so that really sets the tone of what kind of rain gear I'm gonna need. Yeah. If I say, hey, I'm gonna go out um, to Arizona, and I'm gonna spend three days out there. Yeah, during monsoon season, absolutely it rains, and they get torrential rainfall. Well, what kind of rain jacket do I do I need? So work backwards. Look at where you're going to go and how long you're going to be there. And then, you know, you always want to determine in that module, like, well, what kind of hiker am I? Man, when I hike, I I really overheat. I tend to overheat a lot. I sweat a lot. I perspire a lot. So, you know, you, you, you definitely don't want to trap your body heat then. And you definitely want to look at a piece of rain gear that's going to help you exhale that body heat and at the same time you know because it really sucks when it's raining outside and you're hiking in high humidity and you've managed to stay dry from the rain falling in, but you actually get wet inside because you've trapped all your body heat in you're yeah. like i might as well just hike without the rain jacket yeah which yeah, has yeah, happened yeah. to me i yeah. mean it happens many times you know yeah. i mean um you you're not ever going to stay 100% dry. So um, if you if you are an outdoor enthusiast and you really want to get into hiking or backpacking or an outdoor event, you have to know that you are never going to stay 100% dry 
if you're going to spend any time in the outdoors. It's so true. So when I was um, hiking recently, I came across a woman who was pretty frustrated at the level of how wet she was <laughs> at the end of the day. And she was on the Appalachian Trail, right? She was right? on the Appalachian Trail. Now, mind you, it had rained for a full 24 hours. Which is typical. It's very typical out there. And everybody was soaking wet. It, I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter who you are, what gear you had, what situation you were in. It was inevitable that you were going to be soaking wet. Um, and I mean, it was a downpour for a straight 24 hours. I mean, the trail was a, a muddy slip and slide. It was coming from all different angles. And her level of frustration was just so alarming. And it was the uneducated knowledge that she had that by just looking at the fact that the tag said waterproof, that there would be no moisture involved at all by wearing this material. And she walked into a shelter and just uh, was violently upset that REI had sold her, (laughs) violently upset, that she had been falsified that what she was wearing was waterproof. And everybody kind of respectfully giggled at her expense to say there's nothing is waterproof. That's a myth. And and that goes back to the millimeters per 24 hours. Exactly. So again, do, do your research on (laughs) convert that 10,000 millimeters per gallon in per, per yard. I mean, you got to think of like, you know, you can, that's like 28,000 gallons of water hitting a fabric there's no way that thing is going to be waterproof in an eight-hour rainstorm. It was more than she eight hours. She should spend but... more time building an ark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we all should have, but just like sailed on out of there. But it was very disheartening to watch her level of frustration in the fact that she simply thought, I'm going to buy all these gear. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to set forth on my like journey Um, Which is what a lot of people do. And then the reality hits that you're in the outdoors to this level in these environmental factors. And it wasn't waterproof. And she she seriously was considering ditching the trail based on that one day experience and how soaking wet she was and how she couldn't get dry. And everybody chipped in and tried to pull her out of it. But it leads us to the big reveal. There is one thing out there that is entirely waterproof. Absolutely. One thing that you should never leave home without. One thing that cannot be bought or purchased, and it is your attitude. And it goes back to everything that we've talked about ever on this podcast your attitude is waterproof and being in situations such as that and feeling this like level of like oh my gosh will this rain ever end it's coming up from the ground sideways upside down it's doing twists and turns and pivots that 
you can't even describe. And it's this soaking, saturating, wet, wet, wet. And regardless of how good your gear is, how expensive your gear is, how many PSIs or millimeters that you actually have on this, ultimately, you're out there to have fun. You're out there to backpack and experience the outdoors and do your thing. And your attitude is the only thing that will remain yeah, waterproof. Because yeah, Mother Nature doesn't care about they your don't. about your 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 outdoor weekend. You know, you reminded me when you when you're saying that. You know what you reminded me of? You reminded me of the Shawshank Redemption. You know, like <laughs> you know, like that one scene when Andy only gets, you can pull pull that <laughs> out. When Andy gets <laughs> when Andy gets thrown into the in 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 confinement because he played the album. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought you were going with when he escaped and he was in like no, no, sewage. no, 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 no. When he he <laughs> get he gets thrown in in solitary for playing the album and the one gets mad and they put him in there for a couple of weeks and, and Andy comes smiling. out there and yeah and and um and so he's like you know they can never take hope away from me they can't <laughs> they can take everything else but they can't take hope and and Red goes hope. That's a dangerous thing, Andy. You know, he goes, that's the only thing. And so, yeah, you that's kind of like when it rains. The only thing you have is your, is attitude. your attitude. It's so like, true. Nobody can. Mother Nature can't take away your attitude towards her blithe on your weekend trip. It's so beautifully said. That's so true. She can't take away that. So that's really uh, one of the. He, that's the best piece of rain gear you can have because you are going, going to, to get, get wet. wet. <laughs> it's so, inevitable. <laughs> so real quickly, um, we know where this conversation is going to go. We get a lot of emails from our podcast when it comes out on um, Thursdays. Inevitably, we get emails then um, Thursday afternoons. Well, like, what about and this? And keep so them we get coming because we love them. We love that, by the way. Um, we're, people are going to ask us about boots waterproof boots and so we want to talk about that really super quick uh the waterproof boots um a lot of uh, the trend is to go more into the into the trail shoe now the trail runner um and kind of like forego the actual boot hiking boots of, of tradition um i've had both i've had all of them you know ariane's had all of them uh, we have steered away from the waterproof hiking boot. Um, it's it's a membrane like Gore-Tex. It's typically bonded to the lining um, material in the boot. Uh, it's inserted in the boot. The problem with that is that your boot never dries. And um, I had I had a great pair of hiking boots that I mean I. I would have no problem just getting in the creek and walking right through or a river walking right through and fording it. And my boots never dried ever. And so even after three or four days to put my wet sock in that boot. So we, I, I just, I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's going to be a long term uh, technology out there. 
in the field, I think I see a lot more gear manufacturers going away from the waterproof boot. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, so if you ask that question, we're it, just going to tell you right away, we we would not go with waterproof boots. Again, unless you're day hiking, you're going around, <laughs> excuse me, you're going around and it's just going to be regular rain and um, then that's fine. But I think once you get on the trail and you really start fording a lot of creek streams, it's pouring rain, it's going to be mud, um, you're going to be in very wet conditions. That's when throwing in an extra pair of socks rather and letting your shoe completely dry and throwing on a a brand new pair of clean, not, not clean necessarily, but dry socks is going to be the difference there because if you have like a Gore-Tex type of you know rain boot itself it doesn't dry you're adding weight to your foot that's right absolutely and and that's that's a that's a huge difference and that's a big reason why you don't enjoy the solo boots that i have they're heavier boot it's harder to pick your foot up and walk yeah yeah. and so i mean there's you know that's kind of a i would never i would never buy waterproof boots again ever um and you know even the trail shoes that have a, a Gore-Tex um, brand. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with Gore-Tex. I don't get me wrong, but I just think you're asking for trouble as far as blisters and mm-hmm. trench foot and everything else. So um, yeah. I know we're going to get that question, but uh, yeah. I, that's our answer. That's my answer. <laughs> I would not go back to waterproof boots uh, any anytime soon. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to our always, podcast. We always. hope you got a lot of valuable information. Uh, with this, if you have any questions, please, please, please always feel free to to contact Ariana or myself. Um, you can always email us um, at us at thebackpacker.tv and ask questions. I mean, if you want to engage in debate or you say, hey, the blah, 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 feel free. We, we love talking to everybody that listens to our podcast. A huge thank you for listening to it, by the way. Um, it, it's it's crazy. We're having such a great time doing the podcast. Uh, in the meantime, check out our YouTube uh, channel, The Backpacker TV. Please subscribe. We've got a lot of good videos on there all the time. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please give it a good or a review on iTunes and spread yeah. the love. Uh, we really super appreciate that. Good, and- bad, the ugly. <laughs> The beautiful. <laughs> the beautiful. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah. I added it. Yeah, pretty good. I like it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. And remember, trust, trust the trail. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye.